So I'll go to the to, uh, the cabin. Um, there's like a Batman speaker board. I'll kiss my fingers and tap it to turn the ignition. It sputters, but eventually it catches, and we will start heading towards, I guess, the mainland so that we can uh, make our way to this Patrick dude. When you uh, when you walk away, Ollie runs over to that trunk that you grab these shirts off. He grabs like two more of the same shirt and kind of tucks them into like like the back of his pants. Like I'll probably rip this one. I should get a couple spares. <laughs> so we have uh, we have decided that we want to find this Patrick Klein and see what he knows or what he is going to know. Sounds like yeah. In, in our timeline, that's the closest thing for us to to go to. It seems like a good starting spot. So that is that is where the action is going to happen. Skipper, you take the boat out, and it's, you know, uh, it doesn't take very long for you to sort of figure out where Patrick must be around now, because this episode was filmed out of Massachusetts Bay. Um, although they were pretending it was the Horn of Africa, for the purposes of a lot of shots, but no, no, it's just Massachusetts Bay. Patrick Klein does not leave the country. He just makes Patrick Klein can't leave the country. Gets <laughs> <laughs> his parole conditions. Uh, so it it will take you just uh, I don't know, probably the speed of boats, maybe a day and a night to uh, you know, boat speed. Boat, yeah, we were traveling at boat speed. To get from uh, a little lake in Maine out to uh, Massachusetts Bay. I roll my eyes at the lack of speed uh, after, you know, an hour or two of this. Well, you know, I'm not as fast as I used to be. Yeah, it's, it's, Skipper, I'm going to get. <laughs> uh, need you to get out of the way and let me uh, look at this engine. Oh. Oh, are you going to beef up the engine, Dr. Noel Schwartz? I'm going to attempt to. I'd let her do it. I'd let her do it, Captain. She's the smartest person I know. Well, she was naming her qualifications earlier. I don't remember boat mechanic being listed among them. Like, what's your plan here? Look, I put the Curiosity rover together. Didn't that one, like, stop responding right away? I'm not going to have you disparage my work, and I'm going to give you a sample right here. I roll. I start rolling up the the sleeves of a the the sh- shirt I uh, I inherited third hand first from from the skipper Lance to uh, our. Is it a fake Australian or a real Australian? So so it's it's a completely it's a fake accent. You know it's a I fake know. accent you, for you, sure. You were born in Indiana, weren't you? <laughs> he, he, uh, Ollie's accent. He only drops the accent when he's speaking directly to you. Oh, uh, that's uh, okay. I take it as a mark of uh, respect or <laughs> friendship, maybe. Let's say he put the accent on when we came back here in <laughs> in the apocalypse. By the time the apocalypse has rolled around, he's dropped the accent completely. <laughs> there's no there's no there's no public That's to be public nice in. okay i like it yeah. so yeah i roll up the uh, the sleeve of the oversized shirt and grab there's probably some uh, toolbox rusted toolbox uh, uh, covered with uh, with grease in a corner where it hasn't been taken care of i'm sure yes all right, Skipper, are you doing anything to stop her? It seems like she's just going to go for it if you don't physically intervene. 
so it it seems like she's confident here. So I'm going to look flustered. I'm going to look over at Ollie, who's again just like swole out of this shirt, and say, you know what? It's time for my daily calisthenics, anyways. So oh right, I'll join you. That's okay. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 much better to work out with a partner. I have my own method, so you know what? You just sit here and figure out how you're going to get me my Oreo. Actually, you know what? I've been trying to lose weight. You're going to buy me some granola bars, okay? That's what you're going to do, sir. So and you know I turn- came back from the future with no money, right? I, I've got no cash. Well, just stand outside. I'm sure you'll find someone that will give you something. I'm going to go into my, my quarters and shut the door and do calisthenics, which means I'm going to take a nap. So while you're <laughs> with, with the door between you, Ollie's like doing jumping jacks outside your door. You're like counting off. Yeah, he's totally, he's totally counting off. All right, one, two, three, four. I, I don't hear you, Cap. Cap, I don't it, hear you. I, I'm. I will continue. I'll kind of inter- interact with you, but it sounds suspiciously like I'm eating something. So sometimes my counts are a little muffled. <laughs> All right, Noel. I am going to make you make the first roll of this game, which is crafts. Uh, to see if you can, in fact, soup up this engine. So my crafts is three. Uh, and in addition, I have a, a stunt here that is called Made to Last. And when Noel successfully uses crafts to create an advantage by making a weapon or... Oh, weapon or trap. Ignore that! Uh, so I, it's just <laughs> a... Well, you could consider my boat a death trap. Does that count? Or you know, if we're gonna ram yeah. something, it'll be it'll be a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> that that comes later. I'm not going to try to, to uh, twist the system. So I'm going to roll for forty for fate dice for the F. I rolled. Yes, for those who are are not familiar with fate dice, they are uh, six sided dice. They have a plus sign on two sides, a minus sign on two sides, and a blank on the remaining two sides. Those are numbers that add up. This is real science. Uh, When you roll in fate, you will always roll four of them. You will add them together to get a result between positive four and negative four, which you will add to an appropriate skill. In this case, Dr. Schwartz's skill is crafts. In an attempt to beat a number which I, the GM, set, which in this case is just going to be three. So I'm attempting to create an advantage. So, uh, by giving us uh, better speed. Unless you uh, you think otherwise, oh, uh, mighty and powerful Jim. Uh, I'd probably just call this uh, overcome an obstacle. It's really just to get you to a location. I rolled drop dead average with two blanks, a minus, and a plus. So, that means my total modifier to uh, my roll for, uh, for the dice is a zero. And I have a three in craft, so right now I would tie... So that would either be a moderate success or a success with a mild cost, or uh, you have the option to invoke one of your aspects. Uh, Oh man, we're talking core fate rules now. (laughs) Uh, We mentioned the aspects that we have, that our characters have, back at the beginning of uh, uh, of the cast. Um, these are statements that are true and interesting. Uh, everything in fate is made up of aspects, and you can use aspects uh, in part by invoking them, which is to say paying a fate point, 
uh, a resource of which all of you start with three. Uh, that is uh, your refresh number on your character sheet. Paying one of those fate points to get either a re-roll of the dice you just rolled or add two to the value you have come up with. In this particular case, the math works out that if I paid a fate point to get a success, what I would get back would be the equivalent of a fate point. It would be an, a, a free invocation on a new aspect, which would be the speed. So mathematically, it, it evens out. There's not a strong incentive to, to spend. On the other hand, there's a narrative incentive to take a success at a minor cost because I love complications. What would be the cost in this case? Oh, super good question. Um, I would say, because I'm going to be mean. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What about? Oh, I have I have an idea. Can I? Can, perhaps we can increase our speed, but the cost is that we're we're eating almost double the fuel. Sure. So there is there is a chance we may not be able to get back. Low on fuel. Excellent. I I support this. Yes. So the cost is. You will increase your speed, but the boat is going to gain the aspect low on fuel until such a time as you uh, take it, r remedy that by some means. Uh, uh, while we go uh, at uh, a double speed or whatever uh, increment that, uh, that is, we should also uh, talk a little bit about a, a plan. It's it's important to to get them get there early. But we also have to know what we want to do. You talked about impersonating, Patrick. Is that is that your uh, your intention? Uh, no, no. We were we were we were talking about we were talking about impersonating uh, the 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 female doctor that was going to be coming up with a cure, right? The that's what we we're talking about impersonating. No, no. This I distinctly remember you. To, uh, uh, well, uh, the captain, the skipper, actually suggesting that uh, someone who was uh, a, an actor could replace this this battery. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, could, I certainly could try, but I mean, I mean, I've got, I've got, and then he, Ali puts his hand up and kind of waves it around his face. I've got this, <laughs> and it's kind of memorable. Isn't that what you want in a t television personality? If we show up before... Uh, this this filming team, we can pass ourselves off for the. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 I've got my own cable show right now, right? And it's 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 kind of a big deal. You have a show in the future. Well, this is the past. I guess standards have changed. No, they haven't. That's the point. <laughs> and we'd like to keep it that way. Look, not everybody gets their own basic TV show, basic cable show. It's real easy to go on and get like public access. It's really you can go down to your local television station and say, "I want to make a show," and they'll be like, "Fine, we need to fill a time slot." But you know, basic TV, they they actually offer you a budget and they give you a, a crew to work with. I mean, this this a lot going on. Yeah, I don't have to defend myself to you. If you don't think you can do it, that's fine. We'll just take the place of his crew. Oh. I could certainly do it. I'm simply saying that this, this, my face, is going to make it difficult because people know me. 
Wouldn't that make it easier? Well, they don't know me as Patrick Klein. They would know me here as Ollie Evans, survivalist from the hit show Dealing With It. Then go on as Ollie Evans in place of Patrick, who is sick. That is not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of uh, publicity crossover, uh, and you tell them that uh, Klein will be a guest in your show and see if he can survive uh, the way you do in harsh environments. I'm very good at that. You know that. And if we intercept Klein, we uh, we could make sure he doesn't get on this boat. I believe I can intercept him and keep him occupied. Or oh, that's just gross. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're referring to. I was just going to have a drink with him. Oh. Well, that's not so bad then. So at that time, the skipper comes out. There's a conspicuous flushing. And he's like, oh, that was a good workout. Oh, as I come out. And I've now got like a really tight undershirt on under my big blue shirt. <laughs> Does anyone else smell hummus? I smell hummus. So I see we've picked up some speed. I hope you accounted for the fuel ratio, you know, professor. And I'm going to backtrack every time I've talked to her. I've said professor because it just makes more sense because I'm the skipper. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) The fuel ratio. Like, you're going to be worried about fuel when it's the end of the world. You have no idea. To be fair, Doctor, we did worry about fuel for quite a long, quite a long time. I mean, that, that is a fair bit of warning. A little too late, but uh, there's nothing now but to do it. I'll take back over the, the wheel and, can, you know, pilot us in the right direction. Well, at least she's running smoothly now. Yes, your, your bigger boat is moving at uh, immense speed, uh, faster than it should be going, uh, but enough that you are making your way to Massachusetts Bay with excellent time i mean you're still moving at boat speed but faster but boat fast speed, yeah. boat speed. <laughs> Ram- ludicrous boat speed <laughs> Ram- ludicrous speed. boat they speed uh it doesn't take you the whole night to get there you cruise into the uh the dock at massachusetts bay just as the uh just as evening is starting to break uh a few things that you notice uh as you are uh pulling in one is that you are I say pulling in. I don't know if boats use a different term than cars. I don't care. You're parking your docking. boat. I believe, I believe uh, we'll be basically, docking the boat. Yeah, doc, I'm docking the boat. Okay. Uh, you're docking the boat. Uh, basically with the last... Basically on fumes. Uh, you are immensely low on fuel. You don't think you could make it to the ocean from the bay right now. The... Second thing that you notice since you are sort of looking out at the dock is that uh, there is a, just sort of down the dock a ways, a yacht that is the center of a fair amount of hubbub. Uh, Skipper, you can see that it is well lit. Like, people have brought the kind of large lighting which you would assume to be associated with filming, but there doesn't appear to be filming yet. Just, like... A dude with a clipboard trying to organize a couple other dudes for this smallish project. Uh, and the other thing that you can notice, uh, Ollie and Ashley and Noel, since you are uh, inside the house part of the boat right now, as it has gotten a little bit darker, Noel is beginning to glow. 
Uh, she is emitting a gentle glow, which, if you look at her very closely, uh, appears to look like constellations of light on her skin. Oh, uh, uh, uh Doc, Doc, you got the... This is new. You got the... And he's making, like, hand motions to kind of trying to simulate <laughs> did I, light Did I get some grease on face. my face? No, 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 Doc, it's, it's not, it's not that. It's, it's the, it? it's the... It's, it's it, you're glowing. It's, you, you... Yeah, you're you're glowing. glowing. You're glowing He's trying to say you're glowing. He's doing it not oh, subtly. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you also look like constellations. Could you please explain this? Wait. <clears throat> you know what a constellation is, right? You're not uh, you're not referring to some car or <laughs> the 1980 Chevy constellation. Okay, okay, yes. okay, okay. Where? Where? Well, I mean, she's got a bunch of constellations on her. There's Orion's belt. Over there's Uranus. Mm, you know it's a, a constellation. It's not a constellation, right? It's very funny. Uh, where is it? Where? What am I looking at now? Do I see it? Ashley pulls a little compact out of her pocket and holds the mirror up to you. And I, am I able to see it? You are able to see it. You are bathed in a gentle glow. Uh, and I think that this twigs on the part of you that hates all of this magic BS associated with the Eldritch. Uh, you can recognize that, oh, oh, this is corruption that has happened to your body because of traveling through time. You're not supposed to be bathed in starlight. It's just happening. This, don't worry about it. It's just a secondary effect. Um, I, I'm sure it will wear off. I am... Not sure it will wear off. I'm pretty sure it will never wear off, but I I, I hope it will uh, in my head. What is it a secondary effect of? Time travel. If you had doubts, now uh, between that and uh, the uh, the information we're able to tell, as you can see, there is a, a filming crew here. Uh, I hope now you're convinced and not just humoring us whatever would make you think we're humoring you good point <laughs> ollie looks off to the right for a second and says doc she's being sarcastic that's what the director says she's being sarcastic <laughs> really <laughs> who is the director i mean uh, every every style's got a director right i mean I've, I've got a director you hear the voice in your ear she didn't believe him about the director look i get that you don't believe me but i mean trust me i mean i've got i've I, I hear the director. The director gives me information. I mean, that's what—that's the relationship between the star and the director. Oh, dear Lord, Ollie, stop helping. So you hear a voice in your head. I mean, it's the director. It's in my, it's in my earpiece. I take the earpiece out. I'd like to see it. He doesn't have an earpiece. So you hear voices in your head. Well, it's the director. It's in my earpiece. I always have an earpiece. The voice of the director clearly whispers in your ear, despite the concerns of the others, hearing the director was good and normal. The skipper leans in with a big smile. Did someone say Ollie has a hairpiece? <laughs> <laughs> I clearly don't have a hairpiece. Look, there's barely anything up here. I mean, you're familiar with that. I snug my hat a little tighter. All right, I'm going to go get us paid for the slot that we're in. I don't know the boat terms either. The slip. It's called a slip. 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 I, slip. I know. We, 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 I, we you don't tell me on boat. my boat what I don't know. 
We docked the boat in a slip. <laughs> well, I'm going to go pay for our slip and some extra fuel and see if I can find out how we can get on the big boat while the three of you sit around and talk about nonsense. Is she, is she glowing, by the way? I grab binoculars and I turn away from them uh, to look at the, the other boat, but mostly to evade the conversation at this point. Yes, Skipper, she's glowing. All right, then. And I'll, <laughs> I will exit the, the boat. The real question, Skipper, as you're leaving, which one of us is dreaming this? Oh, trust me, the director says neither of you are dreaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the skipper will disembark the boat, and uh, again, I'm going to go, uh, there's like a, I don't know, like a shop here, whatever, I'm sure, uh, marina, <laughs> and uh, and pay for some extra fuel. And We are so uh, lack, we, we have no knowledge of maritime uh, <laughs> anything. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I picked the ocean timeline. That was my mistake. So I'm going to pay for this extra fuel and then to, you know, keep our boat here for like a week just in case. I don't know what the, you know, what our timelines the are. Skipper's going to do boat things. I'm going to go do boat things. Uh, boaty, boaty, McBoaty things. Okay, Skipper's doing boating things. Are the, uh, the, other, the other three, are you doing anything of note? Well, I will, in fact, look at the, the other boat to uh, get an idea of what's going on, get the lay of the land, figure out who's uh, who's giving uh, uh, instructions and so forth, clipboard person there. Okay, um, why don't you do me a favor and uh, roll some investigation? Ah, oh, rolling dice, what a concept. I, I have a big zero in investigation. I know. Well, luckily, this is uh, a relatively easy overcome. Please beat a two. Mm, yes. Uh, you know, mathematically, that means I'm uh, I'm going to have to spend a couple of fate points if I want to beat it. So, let's roll. Um, da, 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 where did I... This is a total of a plus one with a blank, a minus, and two pluses, and a zero in investigation. So... If I want to succeed, I would have to uh, to apply one um, one of my aspect and bless them with a fate point. Does the GM wa- want to uh, tell me what the what failure w- would it be interesting, or would it just be you don't see anything? I think the oh that is a fair question. Would what would be an interesting failure for this? Being spotted. Uh, dropping something in the water? Yeah, being spotted. If you fail, you will get, uh... Or I guess that would be success at a cost. Someone is going to notice yeah, you or, noticing you know, fa- if... oh, Yeah, okay. Then, uh... Do I... But I don't notice that they noticed. Because that would be the cost of failure, right? <laughs> so, we have an inset of for... Course. Somebody else looking at us, I guess. So you're you are electing not to spend a fate point. I am electing not to spend a fate point. Okay, uh, then yes, you uh, you gaze out the window at uh, what is happening. You know, two docks with the binocs, which are, are noticeable. Uh, with the binocs and also with a face that is glowing in the dark. <laughs> Oops. Uh, which makes you uh, particularly noticeable. So while you aren't necessarily able to get a 
picture more clear than there is a guy with a clipboard who is probably important. Uh, guy with a clipboard uh, amidst directing the handful of other people who are loading uh, bits and pieces onto this yacht uh, sees the glowing face appearing in the window. And while you don't notice this happening, he uh, ducks around behind a uh, behind a convenient pile of boxes and uh, starts sort of calling some people over to him to point out, hey, what the hell's going on over there? It's now a ghost ch- uh, chasing <laughs> show. So you don't get a lot of information, Noel. Uh, Captain, you are able to buy fuel and whatnot, uh, or you know, by the ability to have someone come fuel up the ship at an appropriate moment. Sure. He's doing that. Ashley steps into the bathroom on the boat. And it's probably got one of those little tiny mirrors and she has to clean it off. And she promptly gets herself ready. And about the same time the skipper comes back in, she comes out of the bathroom. And Ashley, she's a smaller, pretty athletic built, uh, woman and she comes out wearing a silk red shirt these nice dark uh, black pants very nice tall high heels and she's got her all of her makeup on and she looks over at ollie uh, are you ready to go i will be your assistant i guess for the day ollie uh his jaw opens a little bit uh it's been a long time since he's seen anyone made up uh in this fashion uh, especially, you know, the apocalypse, there's a real big shortage of, like, lip color and blush. Other than uh, green. Strangely enough. And, <laughs> and alive women. And and, yeah. and non-mutated, you know, women. And then his face almost flushes and he's like, well, I, I can't I, I can't go like this. Um, Give me a second. And he kind of brushes past the skipper and goes right into your quarters. And starts going through, like, your closet and your drawers, looking for clothes. Make yourself at home. You find an abundance of oversized blue t-shirts, white captain pants, God. <laughs> and boat shoes. He will find the smallest uh, of the oversized blue shirts and smallest of the white pants that he can find. And kind of put those in, tuck them in. He's trying to make himself look a little more presentable. He decides not to wear the hat. And uh, he steps back out. Well, I, I guess this is it. This is as good as it's going to get. This is best as we get. Well, okay, okay, well, let's go. You could be my assistant. I'll, I'll, uh, uh, what, uh, what is your name? How about uh, Helen? Is Helen good? You like Helen? Sure. That sounds fine. Cynthia, maybe Cynthia? Uh, Helen is no, fine. No, Helen is... is good. The face that launched a thousand boats. Yes. Uh, just make sure you don't mention my real name, and I cannot be on camera. Right. Don't say Ashley in front of the people. Got it. <laughs> Perhaps may- maybe everybody should. You're right. Every- maybe you're all part of my crew. Like, my personal production crew. Right? That's fair. Uh, Skipper can be your... Oh, he'll be the he'll be the best boy. He'll be the gaff. The gaff? Okay. And what would Dr. Schwartz's role be with you? Equipment. And I'm your PA. I got it. Shall we go? I'm going to need to do a, a little uh, resource gathering before 
we get we get on board, but we can go and introduce ourselves. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, it doesn't look. I mean, I mean, I haven't seen Patrick anywhere yet. Of course, I haven't been off the boat, but I haven't seen him everywhere. Anywhere? Do Do you know him personally? I mean, we've never met before, but I've watched his show before. I'm 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 familiar. I wouldn't say I, I'm not a fan per se, but I mean, I. I just interesting work for for you know what he's doing. Just seems like another meathead on a show. How are we going to dim the doctor's glow? I don't think I have enough makeup to cover that. Are you going to hide the doctor's well, light I, under uh, a bushel? No. I think that we arrived. Uh, we didn't take the whole night to get there, so we arrived when it was uh, the wee hours before dawn. And so the glow would show up a lot, but I'm guessing that uh, if I stand on a under a, a street lamp and or in full daylight, it won't be very noticeable. Isn't that right? Yeah, I would say that is that is accurate. It's a it's a gentle glow. We get one of those like uh, glow in the dark day glow necklaces, like she's at a rave, and just sort of like blend it to make it look like that's what the glow is. <laughs> that would work. All right. So the new plan is that we're just going to approach as Ollie and be like, hey, I'm a famous TV person. I want to go with Patrick. We'll do a crossover YouTube channel show thing, and then we're all just part of your crew, right? I Correct. Sounds good to I, me. I think that's, that's maybe the best idea. I'm only, I, I, mean, I mean, I think it has the most potential. I think at about this point, it becomes obvious to those of you that a small group has started to assemble on the dock just uh, just outside of the... Uh, or just... just a few yards away from your boat. <sighs> them, okay. Uh, Wait, who's them? Not sure which them that would be, but they're probably here for me. Uh, <laughs> why don't you go deal with them? <laughs> you know, big, strong you. Go out there and make them go away. Wait, who are they, though? They might be fans of yours. Maybe you've been recognized. They aren't approaching at the moment. They're just sort of... Standing, watching you. Clipboard guy is among them. Right, okay, I'll go talk to him. I'll give him a word or two. Hold on. Why don't you show your muscles a little? Right, my muscles. Because those get me out of everything. You're right. Oh, okay. then I should go too then. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, because um, what we really want people to see is like a before and after, right? <laughs> oh, ouch. Do you two make your way down the dock? And you find yourselves in front of Clipboard Guy and a couple kind of lunky fellows uh, flanking him, along with some passers-by who seem to have uh, uh, just sort of stopped in whatever they were doing to see what is going on here. Right, here we are. Fantastic. You must be working for Patrick, right? Clipboard Guy steps forward and the director in your ear announces... Charles Finster stepped forward, annoyed. Charlie, right? You're Charlie. Yeah, I didn't realize we had a couple of Klein heads coming to try and sneak some pics. Oh, no, not Klein heads, really. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with Patrick. I'm familiar with the Doctor. But, you know, uh, no, Ollie Evans. Ollie Evans from, uh, you might know me best from dealing with it. Uh, it's a it's a survivalist show. I've been in contact with Patrick. He and I uh, were basically going to do what 
you might call it like a crossover, right? I'm going to do his show for a bit, and then he's actually flying out to meet my team to do a survival bit right now. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna do this on the boat with you, with your team. We're gonna do the archaeological thing that he was gonna do, and then he's gonna go out there and he's gonna go into Siberia for like 48 hours, and they're gonna they're gonna drop him in. Uh, he'll have a tent, he'll have a pack, but he's only going to have, like, an hour's worth of food. He's going to have to hunt for himself. I mean, Patrick's all on board with it. He's he's already on the flight. He's out, right? I'm in. So, what do we got? Who do we have? I brought my crew with me. Uh, this this gentleman here, the, the big muscly guy here, this guy is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, this is a fantastic series of lies you are telling. Right, but I am so amazingly confident. I'm going to use rapport to try and create an advantage because, uh, as for one of my regular stunts, confidence is everything. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, non-trivial because uh, this guy really should have been informed if his star wasn't coming. But uh, let's just make this a, a beat of four, my friend. Great, because my rapport is a Don't four. Roll a bunch of Minus science. Let me let me pull up the the handy dandy fate dice app. I got a mediocre, which means it's no. It's a I got a, a zero. Uh, so, but my report is a four. Uh, so that is a tie. So this is a to create an advantage, and on a tie, you would not sort of permanently convince him. You would get a boost, a very momentary understanding. But if I was to to burn one of my refresh points. To, to spend a fate point to invoke? Yeah. I think this is a perfect time to do that. I think that's a good idea. So I'm going to spend a fate point. So which aspect of yours are you using to justify being a little better at this task? I'm going to use trouble. Highly recognizable in 2020. Oh, yeah. Normally that would be good, but right now it's working for you. So you spend one of your three fate points. Mm -hmm. You now have two. You get that gives you either a re-roll or a plus two to your roll. In this case, I'll take the plus two. Yeah, the plus two makes much more sense, uh, and that creates uh, an aspect that is a new aspect that applies to this scene uh, that is called Ollie's supposed to be here. <laughs> okay, and you have one free invoke on that. If in some later instance you uh, want to uh, uh, use that for something. Okay. But right now, it is true, at least in the mind of uh, Charles Finster, that Ollie is, in fact, supposed to be here. He is furious, incidentally. Why wasn't I told about this? What the well, no, no, hell no, is going on? I mean, I mean uh, Patrick hit me up on Insta after he saw one of my episodes, and we just kind of, it was a quick, we did this over DM, there was no real contracts for it. I mean, it's not in a, an official capacity, right? We didn't go through the, the production studios. Uh, it's just something we thought would be fun. You know, Patrick fancied himself a bit of a survivor anyway, so it's, it, it, works, it works out perfectly for him to be able to try this out in kind of a safe circumstance, right? We have a safety team. If if anything happens with Patrick, like, if, if you know, he gets attacked by, like, a band of wolves or, you know, some some crazy Soviets, right? I mean, in Siberia, this, I, I, I mean, who knows? They're, the bears, if he gets attacked, he's got people there, he'll be perfectly fine. And, I mean, I've got, I've got my team here and then also your support staff, Right, so we should be great. It should be fine. Everything's fine. So, listen, I'm going to call you Chuck. Chuck, can I call you Chuck? Chuck, don't worry about this a bit. My team's professional. Your team's professional. We can make sure this goes off without a hitch. Oh, 
Fine, just get your stuff loaded onto the boat as quickly as possible. Certainly, certainly. Jeff, grab my things. If you could go get my stuff off the boat. I, I puff up. I'm Jeff. <laughs> yes, yes you are, Jeff. You are quiet. You are the Jeff. Jeff, could you please go get the rest of the crew and my things? I'm going to walk back to the boat with, with Chuck and his large compatriots. We'll, uh, we'll go see. I'm going to find out what I'm supposed to be doing here. Yes, sir. Jeff is on it. Oh, uh, hey, Jeff, could you get me a coffee, please? Sure. Thanks. Thanks, mate. Uh, I'll, I will walk backwards for the first few steps to try to withdraw from the scene. And as they're walking, Ollie pulls the white captain's hat hat out of his back pocket and kind of puts it on at a jaunty angle. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so yeah, Charles Finster leads you to the uh, to the boat. What about the other three of you? Do you follow on? This has evidently been successful. Ollie has def- is definitely taking this time to kind of bluff, continue bluffing this crew trying to get information from the from Chuck and some of the other people on the boat as far as like what Patrick is actually looking for so that's happening in the background while while this is playing out okay um i think for your part Ollie uh mostly what is happening is Charles Finster is spouting a lot of information about what was supposed to be going on and a few other people are chiming in uh most of them are reluctant to talk because clearly finster is in charge uh but do me a favor and roll your notice which is not great which is not great and see if you can beat a three (laughs) let's see come on fate dice that's a negative one and that's i have a one so that's a zero that's a no Cool. That, well, uh, then my plan is to, uh, (laughs) is a great one. Uh, I'm going to create an aspect (laughs) that is called Nothing Suspicious on This Boat. (laughs) And I get a free invoke on that. All right. Everything seems to be on the up and up. The information you get is that... Uh, They weren't actually planning on doing much very interesting out there. Uh, A lot of the filming of the story of the the Flying Dutchman is going to happen in a local museum. Mostly they're going out there to get some B-roll on the sea, and also because, you know, yacht trip, come on. And Ollie gets that because the studio is paying for it, so fantastic, why not? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so it was just going to be a day going out, filming a lot of Patrick Klein, or in this case, you, doing introductions. There are going to be a number of crew people on the uh, on the yacht, you know, the folks who own it and run it, but they're going to be staying out of the way, and none of them are suspicious. Ollie will ask for uh, a copy of the production notes. So that he has something to look at and reference as they're getting they're going to do this museum material, and he needs to know a little bit more about why they're so interested in the Flying Dutchman. All right, you get some production notes. Um, they are about as interesting as you think they might be. Oh, he totally glosses over them, but he's keeping them for the rest of the folks. Excellent. Uh, the the part that is is most like notable is that there is a sort of hastily scrawled map of the route that uh they intend to take other than that it is a lot of really 
not particularly well-written descriptions of the legend of the Flying Dutchman. Super wordy, horribly, like, horrible puns, all that stuff. Lots of horrible puns, yeah. Uh, they're childish drawings of, like, the special effects they're going to do to make things look spooky Got and it. some of the art they want to throw in. Like, Patrick obviously drew them himself <laughs> and has no training. All right, so while this is all happening... While this is all happening, what are you three up to? Uh, so when uh, our our uh, erstwhile or our temporary boss goes uh, on the boat, I I just uh, call. Uh, I'll I'll get our equipment together, boss, and t- take off to uh, get out of sight. I uh, I want to. Take an aspect that I forgot to mention uh, earlier that I went with the, the, the fate option where you can fill some of your aspects in play. Uh, so I had two free aspects and I would like to uh, take the, uh, the aspect. I thought this might happen to give me an excuse to uh, <laughs> ma- make preparations uh, or uh, reveal that I've made preparations when I, uh, I need a reroll every once in a while. Sure. I mean, I feel like a little bit of healthy paranoia makes sense uh, in a post-apocalyptic survivor. Yeah. And I come from the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the kind of preparation I want to make uh, involve uh, explosives and weapons. <laughs> <laughs> did not see that one coming. You didn't? No. Okay. No. <laughs> we, we are going to meet something dangerous that we would like to not arise and uh, destroy the, the Earth. So... I'm I'm going uh, on the no that that's fair that's yeah totally fair. I'm going on the principle that yeah. it's there's there's no candy store there, um, and speaking of candy stores, this is a, a small town uh, it's fa- fairly rural right so there's gotta be a sports and and gun shop somewhere. Of course, I was stationed in in Nevada as I recall. So I am completely convinced that every corner store uh, uh, sells guns. So, <laughs> so it's not as bad here. It is Massachusetts, right? So yeah, but I mean, it's there must be some sort of hunt. no. There wouldn't be a hunting community. There'd be a fishing community. I'd be willing to bet in Innsmouth there is at least one small town like sporting goods store. Like they carry everything. And some general store goods right. too. And there's like, like a target, might be a target range, even if there's not an active hunting community. So I'm sure there's somewhere. Or a pawn shop. Oh, pawn shop, yeah. But a hardware store because I will need some ingredients as well. Uh, maybe some uh, feed store. So you're building a bomb, is what, what I'm getting here. Um, it, I, I want to be as heavily armed and explosive equipped as I can possibly be. Uh, I would like to uh, create an advantage with this, but I suspect that before I get to create the advantage, there will be some complication in acquiring the uh, the, the, the components. The complication is you've been placed on a watch list. 
<laughs> and I mean, uh, <laughs> if uh, anybody wants to help, I am happy to explain what I'm doing, but as long as they, they don't make noise. Uh, if somebody wants to to join me in this uh, adventure, there, it is it still very early in the morning? Or do, Yeah, it is, isn't it? And not a lot of time has passed, so it's probably still a bit dark out. The the shops may not open for several hours, and I don't think we can wa- wait that long. Well, I think I can help you with that. Oh? Ashley will go with you. I will appreciate the company. As you leave the boat, you hear some like uproarious laughter coming from like the dock area from where the other boat is, and you can see Ollie over there like entertaining <laughs> folks with like some some crazy stories. Perfect. He's moving his arms around bombastically, and he's making a he's making a scene. So it should be much easier for you guys to get off the dock. And uh, Jeff will continue to uh, gather. I don't know. We don't. He doesn't have anything, but I'm going to get a few <laughs> bags together. One of which I'm going to fill with like just uh, scrunched up paper towels. Maybe even I probably I probably have bet mine's bigger balloons. So I'm going to make it look like this bag is packed, but it's actually empty. So it looks like I'm really weighed down with this, but I'm I'm going to carry it. You know, make, make myself look like I'm really strong. And I'm going to get all the largest size shirts I can for Ollie in case he needs to change. Uh, so he will look as worse as possible. Uh, but that's why I'll be gathering stuff and I'll be taking it to the ship while this is going on. All right. So it sounds like Ashley and Noel, you are peeling away to do some, let's say, late night shopping. I'm going to do something else fun that happens with aspects, which is called making a compel. Uh, and that is something that... GMs do to make your life more interesting. If I see that you have an aspect that suggests something bad could happen, uh, I can offer you a fate point in exchange for allowing this bad thing to happen, or you can pay me a fate point and then the bad thing doesn't happen. Uh, And to be a little more specific, uh, Ashley and Noel, as you are peeling away off into the night, Ashley, because of your background, there is more than one cult that wants you dead. Correct. (laughs) So wouldn't it be terrible if, oh, some member of the crew uh, spies you leaving and just sort of sneaks away following you off into the darkness? Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. 
or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show, because honestly, that's enough. Thanks, and remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.